Welcome to It's Karmic. I'm your host, Mika Bradford. This is a sacred space to connect with karma and past lives through astrology, energy work, and intuition. Welcome to episode seven of It's Karmic. Here with me, Vika Bradford, your karmic astrologer, your cosmic witch friend. I'm so excited to talk to you today because I wanted this to be a super fluid conversation. Um, no real plan to where it's going other than talking about Scorpio, past life energy, karmic ties, um, and about the thinning of the veil. And I think maybe we'll also dive into some Samhain conversations because as I mentioned in the episode on Mabon, or Mabon, however you want to say it, um, I've been diving into actually practicing and celebrating pagan rituals this year because I've been wanting to do that for so long, but I was really keeping myself stuck in the shadows. So I would love to talk about all those things today, bring them all into connection and unity here because they all are so interlinked as we're in Scorpio season now. The veil is thin. I don't know if you can feel it, but I can feel it. Um, and there is a great invitation to connect with shadow, with spirits, with ancestors, with the beyond at this time. And I love October because the minute October hits, I feel like the world really feels Scorpio energy. I mean, maybe it's the fixed signs in general that the world really, really taps into. You know, when we hit Leo season, we hit it hard. Everybody is out confident, shining, ready to just enjoy life. Um, when we step into Taurus season, I feel like people are really about the earth. They're ready to step outside. They're ready to um, kind of make their way into the world again. They, they start taking care of themselves even more, which is such a, a Taurus thing to do. And Scorpio, it's so loud when everyone steps into Scorpio season. It's like the witch is she she can't be ignored. You cannot ignore the witch, right? We step into October and everyone's just ready. Um, and just like that with Aquarius, there is uh, this, this energy that comes with the fixed signs. So when Scorpio comes along, there is absolutely no denying that we are in the season of the witch. And I absolutely love that personally. Uh, if you know my astrology, if you've been listening for a little while or connecting in with me for a while, you know Scorpio is my rising sign. Pluto is my chart ruler. And so everything for me looks through the lens of the Scorpio energy. It's just my lens in this life. So when we get to the season of the witch, I feel very at home. And I feel like a lot of you do too. A lot of my listeners, a lot of my students, a lot of my mentees, people that I work with are Scorpionic people, our eighth house Plutonian people, our Lilith people. Um, so you will probably feel that call, that witch's call this season as well. So I hope that you're connecting in to the magic that happens when we step into Scorpio season. And that's 
where we'll start this big conversation because Scorpio is so magical. Now, let me preface this by saying when I was not well-versed in astrology, let's go back um, to 2014. I had just dived into the dived. Is that the word? (laughs) No, but I had just looked into the nodes, discovered the nodes, and uh, my life had really begun to change there. Uh, Aquarius North Node, Leo South Node. And it wasn't until 2019 that the call to become what I am now came in loud and proud. And back then when I wasn't as well versed in astrology, I mean, I knew a a few things, but um, I did not like Scorpio energy. I thought Scorpios were uh, depressive and I thought they were Uh, obsessive and just too much. Honestly, it was an energy that I was like, oh, Scorpios, there's so much. And this was from my own experience with certain types of Scorpionic people I had interacted with. Um, Obviously, they were always sun signs that I connected in with because I didn't really tap into how big and expansive the chart really is back then. But every Scorpionic person I knew was living in their unhealed version of Scorpio. And so it left a bad taste in my mouth. Now let's add to that. We often reject what we see in ourselves, right? And so my unhealed Scorpio was rejecting. My unhealed Scorpio was uh, reflecting, let's say, and I, I was very turned off by seeing these qualities which I carry the obsessive, controlling, uh, overly passionate, overly determined, powerful, overly magnetic, um, at one point very promiscuous energy that I once expressed in a very unhealthy way, right? I was living in the shadow of Scorpio. So back then when I tapped into someone who was of a Scorpio sun, I was like, ooh, I don't know what I'm getting into here. You know, there was a lot of trauma and fear and abuse that kind of came up through these people. Um, and it was showing me the shadow so that I could learn and heal and get to where I am. Now, knowing that when I tap into Scorpio, I can see the two sides of this energy. And I feel like it's not even two sides. It's, um, it's fractal. It's so intensified because Scorpio is Scorpio. It's like when you're under the water and you're looking up and you see the the fractal vision of the light coming through in so many different ways. It's like diamonds. Um, That's almost like Scorpio, right? You can be deep. You can be dark. You can be in the depths. And there is this light that sort of beams in from so many different angles, offering so many different lenses and views into the magic that is Scorpio, Pluto, the eighth house. So when we're looking at Scorpio energy or when we're tapping into the season of the witch or working with this in the karmic perspective, it is the witch. It's it's the wounded witch. It's the witch that has been persecuted, the black sheep, the person who has been ousted, who has been thrown under the bus, who has been harmed, who has been abused, but it's also the person who has been the controller, the abuser, the abuser of power specifically, 
um, the tyrant, the, uh, the oppressor. And this comes through in the charts. Often people who work with this energy know that they have abused their power in a past life. They know they have abused their magic in a past life. Uh, for instance, I know I have this, this gut instinct of abusing my magic in maybe more than one past life and just one past life that I know of, I, I surrendered my power. I, I let my power um, be someone else's. I was used sort of as a tool in, in my own feeling and integration of that past life. And so power is such a big conversation when we come to Scorpio. The highest expression of this power is to be magnetic, is to be determined, to be uh, fire and water, to be passionate, to be magnetic, to call in what we want, to not even call it in, but to literally magnetize what we want to us. Scorpios have this power of magnetism. Now, knowing that, we know that with magnetism comes rejection. <laughs> like if you turn magnets the opposite way, you're going to literally repel. So when we're working with Scorpio energy, knowing that the repelling factor can happen too, it's the calling in, it's the pushing away, but knowing how to wield that properly and in the highest expression is really where we um, tap into our sacred power. So Scorpios have come from many different past life experiences. Now, the Scorpio sun, I mean, it's a destiny point. It's a learning point, right? Scorpio rising again, a learning, a school is of the energy of the rising, a learning to tap into this energy. But when there's other stuff there, like Pluto and South Node and all that good stuff, the moon, there's karmic energy, there's karmic teachings that must happen. And then looking at the eighth house, what's going on there? Looking at what is Pluto touching? Like if your Pluto is aspecting your entire chart, there's a big conversation going on with Scorpionic energy, whether your Pluto's in Scorpio or not. And really tapping into what is your magic? What magic are you afraid of? Are you hiding yourself? Do you feel safe being a woman? Do you feel safe being a human? Do you feel safe being in your body? Big conversations for the Scorpio because Scorpio is learning to trust, learning to find safety, learning to connect in a grounded fashion with the beyond. It's like uh, rooting into ancestral magic, rooting into all the stuff you've brought from your past lives into this life, but grounding into that knowledge and then using your magic in this incarnation, right? We have to learn what is that magic? Where do you draw that magic from? Where do you call that magic into you and then how do you express it so for instance one example of this is looking at like if your pluto is touching your mercury there's a big conversation often there is a big karmic conversation here but we won't go there quite yet we're just going to call in the magic of pluto mercury contacts are the people who are able to connect to the underworld, to receive messages from the underworld, OK? 
okay? They are conduits for shadow work. They're conduits for sacred knowledge that is coming in through the antenna of Mercury, okay? So if you think about the um, Greek myths, Hermes or Mercury was the only god who could go into the underworld and receive information from Hades, Hades being Pluto. And that in itself tells you that when we have a Mercury-Pluto contact, we have the ability to receive messages from the beyond, to receive messages from the darkness, the shadow, the underworld, in order to go places not everyone is willing to go, to learn knowledge that not everyone is willing to know. This is big. This is such a big, big, powerful scorpionic way of living, being unafraid to tap into the shadow, being unafraid to listen to your antenna and see what is coming through, what is pouring in, what wounding, what pain, what shadow needs to be exposed and healed. These are, these are the questions that have to come up. And then understanding that the way that you embody your Scorpio magic is going to be so different from every single person you know. I mean, unless someone has the exact same chart as you, you are going to embody and experience the knowledge and the information and the healing from the beyond in a completely different fashion, right? Sixth house Scorpios, it's going to be through the physical body, through embodiment, through um, the healing of the physical vessel through the work they do, through the actual ability to put money in the bank, food on the table, or the 12th house Scorpio who's got like a huge karmic conversation happening of revelations of information that need to come through from past lives, of healing and transcendence that needs to come through, of old abuses and pains and fears that are connected to spirituality and transcendence that need to be... Ooh, revealed and seen in order for that person to complete their karmic contracts, um, to level up, I don't even want to say level up, that doesn't feel right, to move into their highest version of themselves. So the conversation's so big, it's so big. Scorpio is so deep. Just looking at Scorpio on like a general basis is like working with transformation working with transmutation, working with magic. And when I say that, it's like finding your fear and alchemizing your fear into your magic. Like what is your fear? What is your, your pitfalls? What are your shadows? And then how can you sort of weave them into gold? Like how can you become Rumpelstiltskin or whatever? It wasn't Rumpelstiltskin who actually did the like gold weaving, right? Was it? I don't know, but how can you weave your magic or your fears, let's say, into magic, into gold, and then use that gold in order to enhance your life? How can you alchemize things that you feel are oh, not necessarily that the light aspects of life, the stuff we like to lean into because it's easy? How can you take the hard stuff and make it magic? So this is the witch, right? She uses the element. She uses nature. She uses earth. She uses sacred magic 
in order to enhance her life, enhance her healing, enhance her love, enhance her whole world. And that's why I love Scorpio so much. It's about transmutation and the constant state of transformation that we're always in. As humans, like nothing is stagnant, nothing is, is stuck, right? We're always dynamic, we're always moving, we're always transforming. So we tap into the solar plexus, we tap into our Manipura and find our sacred power, find what needs to be shifted and transmuted. We can tap into Mars and Pluto when working with Scorpio to take sacred action and to transform, right? We transform, we take action, we take action, we transform. So Mars and Pluto both offer oof, like a, a fire, a love, a passion, a determination for us to move forward and actually do this sacred work. And we know we have to go into the depths. We have to go into the dark. We have to kind of like go into the dirty old closet that we don't want to look in, flick on a match and see the cobwebs and say, all right, I'm a little bit afraid of spiders. I'm not a huge fan, um, but I'm going to clean this closet out. I'm going to look and find the secrets in this closet. And I know that everything is not on the surface. We must dive in. Yeah, so I love Scorpio season, <laughs> clearly. And I hope you love it too, because this is a time to dive deeper into your magic. And speaking on that, let's tap into Samhain a bit, or Halloween in this North American <laughs> uh, experiment we live in, I swear, over here. But tapping into the sacred Celtic knowledge of Samhain or whatever you want to call it, it was a time to connect to the dead. It was a time to connect in with those we have lost and a time of uh, protection, a time where we move into the darkness and trust as we moved into the darkness that light will come again, right? We finished the harvest, Mabon, Mabon, whatever. We wrapped up everything. Now it's like, let's store the food for the winter. Let's ready ourselves to move inward. If you haven't listened to the conversation on the cycles of nature that I had with Samantha Carpino, tap into that after this one because we're moving into a hibernation period, but that might not mean that you're in a hibernation period. The collective is going into hibernation. And so it is a time to reflect and go inward and quiet and get into this yin state, right? Winter is yin and we're getting closer and closer into the winter as Samhain comes along. It is about slowing and reflecting and appreciating. And as the veil thins, we can connect in and ask our ancestors to speak with us. Now, when you're doing this, I want to preface, always, always, always put protection on yourself. There are many, many entities in this world that want to feed on your light. Let's put it that way, okay? So protection, 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 surrounding yourself with whatever form of protection and light you need to. Um, I like to say for my highest and greatest love, I feel like love is more powerful than light. Someone mentioned that recently, how light can be interpreted in different ways. Um, I think it was Shaman Durek. And then 
love can't be changed. Love can't be taken in any other way than pure love. Okay, so that's where I kind of work with protection, but tapping into your ancestors for your highest and greatest love, asking them to come teach you their magics, teach you their knowledge, share with you whatever it is you need to know at this time. And it can even just be a beautiful time for a grieving spirit, a grieving soul to connect into loved, lost spirits, ancestors, family, and come into a place where maybe this is one time a year where you feel closer to them. Maybe this is one time a year where they come to you in your dreams or they can tap you on the shoulder or communicate with you in some way and offer you the love that you need and you can offer them the love that you, you need to give to them because when we're grieving, there's nowhere to give the love that we have within us, right? It's like all of this love is within us and there's no vessel to fill with that love. And so it could be a beautiful time to just tap into that, tap into offering your love to ancestors, to lost, loved people in your life. And it is such an invitation to slow to connect in, to come into your intuition, to tap into the knowing that there is something beyond this veil. There's something beyond this world that we see in the 3D with our limited ocular vision. Come into the third eye, come into the Ajna and, and see beyond. See maybe fractal colors, maybe it's um, mist, maybe it's nothing, maybe it's images, maybe it's visualization, maybe it's past life regressions. And that's something I've been working with personally is I've created my own personalized past life regressions for myself to go into a deeper state as I can feel the worlds coming together. I can feel like I can just reach across and grab information at this time. Um, so I have been going into my own past life regressions and finding information, finding um, what it is I need to know. And I'm piecing that together very slowly right now because it, it is a journey. Um, but this is a beautiful time to do that. This is some practices that you can step into that are easy and that maybe if you're like myself and you're just kind of taking these baby steps into ancient practices, ancient ceremonies, you can have a bonfire, have a feast and offer food to your ancestors, have a, a ritual where maybe you read oracle cards, maybe you ask your ancestors questions, maybe you just use a little bit of candle magic, um, light a candle, set an intention, visualize. Maybe you just offer yourself time and space to go inward as we begin to collectively go inward and slow down. Whatever you do, I encourage you to stay healthy, stay um, aligned. Don't fill yourself up with sugar and shitty food and nourish your vessel, right? Like think about our connection to the beyond. Our connection to the beyond is heightened when our bodies are clear and cleansed. When we are 
clear of energetic parasites, of physical parasites, of um, all things that sort of clog up and inflame us. Like when we're in a state of inflammation, we have lower intuition, we are tired, we don't tap in as clearly. And so maybe this is a time for you to cleanse and clear. Um, Scorpio itself is all about detoxification uh, and working through releasing parasitic energies. Plutonian energy is detoxification um, and releasing excrement that is no longer meant to be in your body. So maybe this is a time to release and to uh, allow your body the space to heal itself because Scorpio really is a healer. It is a healer. It's the shaman. And the shaman needs to be clear. It needs to be a clear channel of light, clear channel of energy. Could be dark, could be light, um, in order to facilitate the transformations, the transcendence, the journey. It has to be a clear channel. So maybe this is a time to not fill yourself up with sugary shit. Maybe it's a time not to drink, not to block or like, like veil yourself when the veil has thinned um, and trusting that whatever comes through, you've put the intention out for it to be a, for your highest and greatest love. And so it's going to come through. It's going to come to you um, and help you transform, help you transmute, help you step into your sacred alchemy or magic. And I just love this season. I love this time because it feels like my general energy heightened and expanded. Um, and so we're going to have Mars tap into this energy too. Mars is going to move in uh, to Scorpio on Saturday, Saturday, the October 30th. So we're going to have this added bonus of Mars, dual ruler of Scorpio, moving into this powerful, powerful placement. So the world may seem a little chaotic on the outside, but remember when we are in chaos, we can't see the big picture, right? Like we as humans, as 3D entities, 5D entities, I don't care what D you want to put to it, um, we can't see the whole picture, right? We're, we're not able to see everything. And so we see chaos when the universe sees the, the plan or the, um, the trajectory of where we're headed and the universe says, hey, well, I'm taking you here. It's going to be great when you get there. But like right now, you're just in some white water, the rapids are big. You just kind of have to keep swimming, like Dory says, and trust, 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 right? That's the biggest invitation for Scorpio, leaning into Taurus. Trust, security, stability, simplicity. So this season, this beautiful Scorpio season, you might be feeling fuzzy, you might be feeling wild, you might be feeling tired, whatever you're feeling. Tap into where it's moving through in your chart. What house is Scorpio ruling? What is being activated? And how can you find magic in that area of your life? That's the simplest thing you can do this Samhain, this, um, this season, is ask yourself, Scorpio is transiting this area of my house or my chart, sorry, this house in my chart. What is 
one bit of magic I can find in my life in that area right now? How can I tap into my magic in this area of my life? How can I feel alchemy, passion, determination, magnetic, sexy, whatever it is? I want you to really use this time, but also be easy with yourself. Know that intensity comes with Scorpio. Intensity comes with Mars. Fire and water. Trust. Allow. And really, really tap into your inner knowing at this time, trusting that your body is constantly giving you signals. Your body is constantly giving you knowledge. So listen, trust, and just go with love through this season. Thank you so much for joining me for this conversation. I hope you loved it. I cannot wait to connect with you deeper. I have two more spots open to join me for the Sacred Archetypes reading astrology through them, through the Sacred Archetypes course that I'm hosting November 13th and 20th. If you would love to be a part of this experience, I would be honored to teach you a new way to look at the cosmos. Yes, we'll be tapping into the witch. We'll be tapping into the priestess. We'll be tapping into the mother, the lover. And as an added bonus, I've decided we're also going to tap into Lilith, the archetype of Lilith. So you're going to learn her story, how to read her in the chart, why we would read her in the chart and how you can begin to reclaim a little bit of your wild, okay? So if you're excited about that, if that lights you up, head over to the show notes and take a peek, join in if it's right for you. And I can't wait to connect with you in that space. Sending so much love your way. 